Hey everyone, and welcome to Chop Wood, Carry Water. This is Jessica Craven, your host, and uh, coming to you on Monday, September 20th, 2021. It's been a pretty eventful week, as I'm sure I don't need to tell you, but I'm real glad to just take a pause from the crazy work that is in front of all of us right now and uh, say hi to you and talk a little bit about what just happened and what is going to happen next. I want to thank my wonderful producer, Renee Culvert, for putting this podcast together. I like to do that right up front so I don't forget. And I want to remind you all that if this is your first time tuning in, this is a podcast that is uh, sort of meant to be a companion podcast to my newsletter, Chop Wood, Carry Water, which comes out five days a week on Substack. You can find it at Chop Wood, Carry Water at Substack. I also want to remind you, and I often don't do this, that uh, I am fully supported by Patreon sponsors. And if that is something that you would like to do, if you support the work I do and this podcast and the newsletter, Patreon is great. It helps me know what I have coming in so I can plan accordingly. Every little bit helps. And you can find me at Patreon, also at just patreon.com forward slash chopwoodcarrywater. So it has been a week and I am going to do a gratitude list with you right up front because that is what we do to set the tone for the rest of the podcast, to make us feel good, to make us feel energized. And this week really was one for the record books in terms of gratitude, right? So um, I like to start out with that right away. And uh, after we do that, we'll go on and talk about a couple of other things that are going on that are real important. But first, we'll take a musical pause and then we will say thank you. I mean, we can't really talk about a gratitude list without first saying we won the recall, right? We won, we stopped the recall, I should say, although that doesn't sound quite as positive. We won. We, we killed it. We had a landslide. And, you know, that was not an accident. That was because a lot of people worked really, really hard. And, and the corollary to that statement is just to say that when a lot of people work really, really hard, we do great things. I felt very encouraged after this election, um, not only because we won and we won by such a huge amount that all of the sort of, you know, Republican threats of voter fraud, it all went out the window. They just they just couldn't. There was just no ground to stand on because we won so hugely. But what I was encouraged by was the number of people I saw who I haven't seen since right before the presidential elections, you know, regular people who help out when they know the stakes are super high. Uh, they all came back out. And, you know, I was I was compiling a list for my Patreon sponsors, actually, of of things that just we had been able to do for the recall. And, you know, my little hub got 13,000 postcards done. Um, the the phone banks that I I hosted every week, I, I hosted two a week with the Grassroots Democrats headquarters. We had, you know, 50 to 100 to 150 to 200 people showing up for those phone banks all of whom are people just like you and me, you know, people who don't really want to be doing that, but but knew they had to. Um, the canvases were well attended, the, the, you know, all of it. People got off the couch, and that's how we win. Um, and it's such a huge gratitude item, I almost don't need to talk about anything else, because this was a big deal for us. And not only that, but we got our results immediately, and we got to celebrate immediately, which was different than the presidential election and the even the... Georgia Senate races, you know, those were 
you know, buzz killed by the uh, insurrection the next day. And and when Biden won, we didn't know for a week. And, and then, you know, it was Trump and his people screaming and yelling. And it we, we haven't gotten to celebrate a win like this in a little while. And it, it was wonderful. So I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Other great things that happened this week. President Biden is reportedly telling uh, Chuck Schumer that he's ready to go to the mat to reform the filibuster. That's really hopeful. He's been really quiet on this topic. Obviously, we need filibuster reform to get anything passed from voting rights to legislation to protect a woman's right to choose to all kinds of things. Obviously, climate legislation, we could go on and on. But if Biden is willing to reform it, that's a really good thing. Um, on a local level, I just want to say that the Los Angeles Board of Supervisors just voted a few days ago. They took a historic step and voted to phase out oil drilling in Los Angeles County. This is a huge deal. Uh, you know, these these local victories are enormous. They're enormously important. And uh, we have a lot of oil drilling going on in Los Angeles County that makes a lot of people really sick. So this is a big deal. Um, what other little items? North Carolina judges have struck down the state's voter ID law as unconstitutional. This is great. The courts are still functioning. Uh, governor Jared Polis, who is a Democratic governor of Colorado, has just married his longtime partner Marlon Rice in the first same-sex marriage for a sitting governor. Wonderful. And Governor Kathy Hochul, our new uh, governor in New York. Hochul? Hochul. I'm not sure about that. She has signed a bill into law that will keep people with minor parole violations out of jail. So we've got some climate victories here. We've got some criminal justice reform. We have some LGBTQ representation happening. Uh, we've got possible filibuster reform. And of course, we've got the win in California, which just is going to reverberate through the whole country. It already is. It, it was a huge morale boost. It's a slap back to Republicans who think that they can come and grab power using these kind of backdoor methods. Um, and it's galvanized everybody. And that's what we need, right? So fantastic week. Lots of things to be grateful for. Let's take a minute and celebrate it, and then we'll go on to talk about the things that we need to work on this week. Let's start by talking about the Build Back Better plan. We've been hearing about this forever, right? It's been sort of in the works, and there's been a lot of talk about the $3.5 trillion price tag, which really you have to break down over a 10-year period. So I think it's $350 billion a year for 10 years, which is about half of our military budget, as my friend uh, Richard just pointed out to me. Not unreasonable in order to save the planet and help Americans um, with some things that we, we really need to fix in a big way. So the vote is coming this Friday. Right now we have um, some you know, optimism that it can pass, but some real roadblocks in the way. And so this is where you come in. What I'm going to ask you to do is call your representative in the House this week and tell them how badly you want this bill to pass or this budget to pass and how badly you want the entire thing to pass. Right now, the House Ways and Means Committee has approved $2.1 trillion in new revenue to be paid by the rich and corporations, but we need 3.5, right? And the reason that we can't get to 3.5 trillion is because lobbyists, lobbyists from big pharma, from big oil, from uh, the Chamber of Commerce, which sounds like a, you know, cute little small town operation, but is a, a genuinely sinister organization uh, who stops 
all good things if they can. Um, they're lobbying really hard against this plan because it requires them to pay more taxes. And in an ideal world, it would require uh, Medicare to negotiate with Big Pharma to get our pharmaceutical prices down, and they don't want that, right? So they're lobbying very hard against it. And right now, unfortunately, too many of our Democrats and all of the Republicans are listening to them. So what you can do really simply is call them and tell them, I want you to support the entire thing. I want you to support this entire $3.5 trillion package. And here's why. And now take your pick. Why? Which of these do you think sounds absolutely incredible? This plan will make health care, elder care, child care, and housing more affordable. This plan will expand Medicare to cover dental, vision, and hearing services. Okay, it will provide universal pre-K for three and four-year-olds, free community college. It will create a comprehensive paid family and medical leave policy. This is something that every other affluent country has, and we do not. So much to our detriment, I don't need to tell any of you, right? It, it, paid family leave is critical. But this bill goes on, it does more, it would help create a clean energy economy. And that's, you know, that very simple phrase really encapsulates quite a lot of stuff. But we're talking about addressing our climate emergency in a meaningful way. And, you know, even this week we saw news that, like, what we're doing right now is so not enough that even with everything that all of the targets we have right now, we're still not even on track to get to the bare minimum of where we need to get, right? We need to do more. It is existential. This plan would go a long way towards doing that. It would also extend the child tax credit, right? This money that people have been getting for the last few months, whether or not they are taxpayers, they are getting this money. This has the potential, if extended, to cut child poverty in half, right? So these are investments in our people, in American people. They are meaningful steps towards addressing longstanding racial inequities. And they're going to build back a better economy, including creating 4 million jobs, right, that will work for all of us. There is no downside. And if we raise taxes, if we close the billionaire's tax loophole, um, if we allow the IRS to go after people who are not paying their taxes, if we allow Medicare to negotiate drug prices, this is all paid for, right? There is none of this that is not paid for by those things, if we do all of those things. So, okay, that's my pep talk and my sort of like rah, rah, rah about why this is so important. Now I will tell you that all you need to do is make a very simple phone call and tell them that you support it. Now, the basic script, which is in my call script document, which you can find in my link tree, this is if you're not a subscriber, I recommend you do subscribe. But if you're not a subscriber, you can go to bit.ly forward slash Jess page. So that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Jess page, all lowercase. Go to that link and you'll see a bunch of tabs. You can click on call scripts and you will see this call script. It says, call your house representative about the Build Back Better plan. So the house is voting on Friday, so we can worry about the Senate next week. Right now, we're going to call our house representative. I have also made it possible for you to send this as a resist bot but I'm going to ask you to call also. Ideally, you will do both. Phone calls are the most powerful thing we have. Letters are good, but not as good. 
So if you send the resist bot, do that also, not instead. The script basically says I'm a constituent, my name is, my zip code is, I know the House is going to vote on the Build Back Better plan this week, and I know lobbyists are hard at work trying to remove all the best parts of it. This is unacceptable. Congress needs to support the full $3.5 trillion in investments in health care, elder care, child care, education, housing, child tax credits, clean energy, and more, funded by making big corporations and the wealthy pay their fair share of taxes. If you want to, you can add a little catchphrase at the end. It is time for our tax code to reward work, not wealth. And then I added at the very end, please make sure the subsidies for fossil fuel are removed from the plan because right now they are still in there. We are still subsidizing the fossil fuel industry to the tune of tens of billions of dollars. This is insane. In a time and a world where the climate emergency is an existential threat, right? So that's the script. You can go to my call script document and you can find it there. If you want to send the resist bot also, you can text sign P-C-K-Y-T-S, and that's P as in Peter, C as in cat, K as in kangaroo, Y as in yellow, T as in Tom, S as in Susan. You can text that to either 50409 or to resistbot on Facebook Messenger or Twitter direct messages. If you don't know what resistbot is, you can Google it. It's incredible. It will send this like a letter to your representative while also letting them know that you are indeed a constituent. So the pressure this week needs to be enormous. I can't emphasize it strongly enough. If you've never called your representative before, choose this week to start. If we get this bill, this budget passed, it will be transformational for our country in all of the good ways. If we don't, the downside is, is equally huge. Um, it will hurt, it will possibly cripple Biden going forward. Um, we will not have the climate action that we need to survive. Um, th there are so many ways in which the investment that we need in our economy and our infrastructure right now will not happen. It, it is very bad. I, I don't even want to think about it. We need to get this passed. So please call. Okay, deep breaths, and we're going to go on to the second section and then, uh, and then be done because this is quick and dirty and we have a life to live, right? Okay, I'll be right back. Okay, let's talk about the Freedom to Vote Act. I don't think I talked about this last week. There's so much going on. But this bill was introduced. I've talked a couple of times about how Joe Manchin and a couple of other uh, senators... Amy Klobuchar worked on this. John Tester worked on this. You know, these are these are sort of centrist Democrat senators, which is good. We want that in this instance, right? Because they have been working all summer on this bill. It is a slightly pared down version of the For the People Act. But my understanding from reading Mark Elias's newsletter, he's a democracy docket. He's the guy who sort of leads all of the court challenges to voter suppression and uh, defended the Biden administration when the Republicans were challenging elections. And he's great, very knowledgeable. He feels really, really good about this bill. Stacey Abrams also feels really, really good about this bill. Yes, there are a couple of small things that he would change and, and she would probably change. But in general, this is a great voting rights bill. It would be colossal to pass it. And the good news is 
we have reason to believe that we've got a shot. Mostly because Joe Manchin has his name on this bill. He's a co-sponsor. He's a co-author. He wants it passed. Kirsten Cinema, another Democratic senator who has been fairly obstructionist, um, was a sponsor on the For the People Act and is a big voting rights advocate. So what's going to happen with this bill is that it is going to be brought to the Senate for a vote probably late this week or early next week. And we are going to see the Republicans filibuster it, right? That's when they use their sort of minority status to stop a bill that they don't like. They do this with every bill, basically, that Democrats introduce now. They will filibuster this bill. They have already said that they will. But Chuck Schumer is going to bring it to a vote so that we can sort of go through those motions. And after that, the question will become, will Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema and whoever else, maybe Dianne Feinstein, whoever else is sort of on the fence, will they be willing to carve out the filibuster? In other words, not get rid of the filibuster completely, but sort of change it so that voting rights bills don't have to abide by filibuster rules. This is the same thing that Mitch McConnell did with Supreme Court justices. This is why Democrats, you can't filibuster a Supreme Court justice uh, nomination because the, the, the GOP decided to carve out the filibuster rules for Supreme Court justices so that they could cram through a bunch of Supreme Court justices without Democratic votes. So we are going to wait until that vote has happened and then we are going to, well, we shouldn't even wait. We should be calling now. What, who, am I, who am I fooling? We are going to be calling our senators. And I don't care if your senator is Democrat or Republican. We are going to call and we are going to say, I want the Freedom to Vote Act to pass. It addresses partisan gerrymandering. It addresses dark money in politics. These are things that even Republicans care about. Um, it does have a voter ID requirement, which a lot of Republicans like. Great. It's in there. Um, it enables us to have two weeks of early voting, uh, automatic voter registration. There's all kinds of great things. But when you call, you don't even have to say that. You can just say, I support the Freedom to Vote Act, and I want the senator to as well. If you have a Democratic senator, you can add, I 100% support the senators in the Democratic caucus carving out a filibuster exception to get this bill passed. And if you want, you know, um, some help with the script before you call, the people at uh, Stacey Abrams' organization and I believe Reclaim Our Vote helped with this. They put together this phone number you could call. It is 888-453-3211. If you call that number, you will hear a little message and the guy will say, hello, democracy warriors. And then he'll remind you what's going on and what they want you to say. And then they will ask for your zip code. You can enter it and they'll patch you right through to your senator's office. Now, the only time this would not work is if you get through to your senator's office and the voicemail is full because this little dialing tool will only put you through to the D.C. office. And remember, we can often reach our senators at their D.C. offices or reach their voicemail or a staffer, but sometimes we can't. And that's when it's really good to call a district office instead. Your call weighs the same no matter which office you call. So this is a, a word to the wise. If you ever can't reach your representative at their DC office, Google their official website and look up the phone number for one of their district offices and call them there instead. Please make these calls and I am going to just take a little pause here and then send you off with a quick pep talk. 
All right, here we go. Okay, so instead of a pep talk, actually what I wanted to say was I was posting about the Freedom to Vote Act on TikTok this week, and I got a surprising amount of people saying, oh, this sounds so great, this sounds so fantastic, and it's never going to pass. And I, I made a little response video about this, uh, you know, the cynicism. that It's very easy to fall into, and I don't fault anybody for it. It is very easy to grow cynical, right? We see our government over and over and over again have the chance to do great things and, and not do them. But I also like to remember that sometimes our, our government has done great things, and the American Rescue Plan is a really good example of what Democrats have done and can do without Republicans, um, and they can do things like that again. And the thing about cynicism is that it would really, what it does for us is it gives us an excuse to do nothing, right? Once I say, ah, we're screwed, we're fucked, nothing's ever going to happen, well, then I get to sit on the couch and, you know, just watch TV until the end times, right? And that's uh, not useful. So what is useful, what does work, is a bunch of people getting off of the couch and doing things. Again, as evidenced by this recall election, which could have gone another way. It has in the past, right? We've seen recall elections in California go a very different way. And, um, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger will tell you all about it. So when we get up and we get galvanized and we get scared and we get motivated, we can do incredible things. So... What if we do those incredible things without getting scared? What if we do them just because we so passionately believe that Americans deserve, for example, the right to vote freely? What if we do those things because we believe that Americans deserve paid family leave and childcare and free universal TK and, and preschool? What if we do those things because we believe fervently in a dream of a better country. You know, what if we, we do them because of the carrot, not the stick? That's what I encourage you to do, is to get up every day and take these actions because you believe fervently in the possibility of a better country. And because cynicism does nothing for anybody. It is, it is a nihilistic and destructive force, ultimately, right? If we buy into it, then we are let off the hook and... Um, we become part of the problem, not part of the solution. So I am going to beg you to stay part of the solution today to not give in to cynicism. I mean, did Stacey Abrams give in to cynicism when people told her you can never register 95% of the eligible voters in your state? No, she did not. And, and guess what? She just did that, as I think we've talked about here before, right? People said we'll never beat Trump in the general election. We did. People said we'll never, you know, flip the Senate. We did. There's all kinds of things we'll never do, and we've done them. Because people believed and they got up off the couch. So, okay, I'm going on. I'm going to stop. But don't fall into cynicism this week. Step into action instead. And uh, let's get together next week and see how we did. Okay, sending so much love and so much encouragement. And thanks for being here with me. Bye-bye, guys. We're invincible.